going on my nerds geeks and non-binary dweebs welcome back to nerd explosion the weekly podcast where based on a monthly topic i nerd out about whatever i want as always i'm your host cameron i hope you guys are doing really good out there you know staying hydrated and all that obviously i'm doing way better than i was last episode because i was still pretty sick last episode and now the only thing i have to deal with is a work injury i actually threw out my back at work lifting a log so yesterday i was in a lot of pain like i just like to kind of explain what kind of pain I was in, it hurt to get my socks on in the morning, and I could barely wipe my own ass without being in a lot of pain, but it's a lot better now. It still kind of hurts right now, but I've been taking pain meds and everything, and you know, slowly but surely, it's doing me fine. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to show up to work tomorrow, but that's neither here or there. You didn't tell me to hear about my personal problems. You came to hear about Pokemon, didn't you? Well, luckily, I got a pretty good episode for you. At least, I think so. So, in a previous episode, I talked about the core series Pokemon games. Like, the main series, like Red, Blue. I was going to do it in a separate episode, but in the intro episode, I kind of just did it by accident. So, I can kind of put that on the shelf for now. But, I wanted to take this episode to talk about Pokemon spin-off games. And, more specifically... One that I spent a lot of time with, one I had a lot of fun with. Today's episode, I want to talk about Pokey Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure. Now, this is a game that I spent a lot of time with as a kid into early teens, and it's just, it holds a special place in my heart. It's not the greatest game in the world, but it's very nostalgic, and I remember actually really enjoying it. As a huge fan of Pokemon, I... Just, I really enjoyed it, so that's what I want to talk about today. But uh, before we get started, obviously, I gotta let you guys know that new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so make sure you're tuning in every Saturday on whatever platform you decide to listen to this. Also, video versions go up on my YouTube, SuperTam64, every Saturday. Hopefully, this one can go up without any, you know, legal problems from Nintendo. The last episode didn't go up because I did use part of the Pokemon theme song, even though I pitch shifted, but. You know, Nintendo's still going to find a way to get around that and try to punish me for it. Hey, post-episode Cameron here. Just an update on that, actually. I actually played around with it, and the uh, last episode, Jinx is Racist, is actually up on my YouTube now. So go to my YouTube, SuperTM64, and it's up there now because Nintendo deemed it safe and they won't strike me down. Woohoo! But with that out of the way, let's talk about Poke Park, Pikachu's Edifice. So before I start talking about Pokey Park Wii, I should probably go over some of the other spinoff games real quick because a lot of these, a lot of people have had experiences with and a lot of these, a lot of people remember more fondly than, you know, some others. Like a lot, of, not everybody played Pokey Park Wii. I'm the only one that has, you know, some fond memories of it, but other people have fond memories of like Pokemon Snap and all that. But to quickly define what a Pokemon spinoff game is, it's basically any Pokemon game that was made that is not part of the main core series, like Pokemon Red, Blue, or whatever. I think I already said that, so I'm basically repeating myself. But uh, a lot of times in the spinoff games, they actually have a way to connect it to the core series to in order to get like a special Pokemon or whatever. Um, 
some examples in here. Let me see. 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 Let me look to your eyes. But like a good example is like Diamond and Pearl. Apparently, if you have a save file from a Pokemon Ranger game, and there's actually three different Pokemon Ranger games that you can get this from. There's the original, there's Shadows of Amia, and Guardian Signs, and you can transfer a Pokemon egg after finishing a special mission in Pokemon Ranger to a copy of Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver in order to get a Manaphy. And a lot of these just opt from uh, Pokemon Ranger. Uh, Pokemon Bank to give you a Celebi in X and Y, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Uh, the 3DS, there are different giveaways that just give you different Pokemon. Uh, you got a Battle Bond Greninja if you connected your version of Sun and Moon with the special demo version. So if you played the demo of Sun and Moon and then you bought the actual copy, you could transfer a special Greninja from that demo version. Uh, in the for Nintendo Switch in the Let's Go PG2 and Let's Go Eevee, if you bought the extra Pokeball Plus thing, which was basically like an actual Pokeball that you could use as a motion controller to catch Pokemon in the game, but if you bought the Pokeball Plus, you were able to get a Mew in the game just for free, just because. Uh, a lot of these are just like you have to have this extra app or you have to do a certain thing in the game, but a lot of these are just giveaways. Uh, but going back to the Pokemon spinoff games, now, they list these into different categories on here, and I'm just going to go through them real quick, just to kind of refresh your memory in case I mention one, and you're like, oh, hey, I remember playing that game. So, first, we got the Pikachu series, which consists of Hey You Pikachu and Pokemon Channel. Now, I know a lot of people played Hey You Pikachu, but for those who don't know, uh, Hey You Pikachu came out for the N64, and it was basically like a virtual pet game. You got to do certain things with Pikachu, and there were missions. But the real, what really caught people with it is that they released a thing called the N64 microphone, which plugged, I believe, it plugged straight into the N64 and let you quote unquote talk to Pikachu. I mean, it wasn't that great, and really, the game only recognized certain phrases. But still, it was it was pretty cool nonetheless, especially for the time. Uh, another classic from the N64 that I know a lot of people remember is Pokemon Snap, which, as many people know, was a game where you just went on this rail throughout these different zones and you had to take pictures of Pokemon just to show them to Professor Oak. And he's like, well, it's not exactly center, so I'm going to give you 50 points. But then you get a close-up Pikachu of a Pikachu button. He's like, oh, marvelous. That'll be worth 85. He had no consistency whatsoever. I swear to God. Um, but next on this list, we have the Pokepark series, which I will talk about in a little bit. But there's actually two of these. I'm not going to talk about the sequel because I never played the sequel. Uh, let's move on to the trading card game series. Now, out of all these, there's like three here. There's Pokemon trading card game, Pokemon card GB2, here comes Team GR, and Pokemon trading card game online, which is, I think, the most recent and the one that's still going right now. But out of all these, I had the original Game Boy version of Pokemon Trading Card Game, which was basically just like a virtual way to play the Trading Card Game, because I never actually played the Trading Card Game. I, as a kid, I, I, I was like any other kid, I collected a bunch of Pokemon cards, 
and I really wanted to do the trading card game. So I made my mom drive me to a Toys R Us where they had a tournament going. And as soon as I walked in, I saw how many people there were. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So then we headed home. But no, the Game Boy version of this is definitely the only way I played the trading card game. And it basically played out like the main series, you know, like the main series Pokemon games, except without actual Pokemon, you just had the cards. Uh, we had the Pinball series. Now, a lot of people I talked to say that they remember Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire, which was the sequel to it, but it had Hoenn Pokemon exclusively. And I remember playing the original Pokemon Pinball just for hours on end. What was cool about it is that it wasn't like your average Game Boy cartridge. The cartridge actually had a uh, slot where you could put a AAA battery in it. And it basically acted as a rumble feature. So it vibrated along with everything you did in the game, which was pretty cool. And the basic gist of it was it was just your usual pinball, but... There were Pokemon that would appear in the middle of the board occasionally, and your ball, you know, being a Pokeball, you had to catch, you know, all the Pokemon. I don't know if you had to catch all 151, the original 151, but you definitely had, that was basically the main goal of it. Next on this list, we had the Mystery Dungeon series, which I only played a little bit of, but it's it's definitely really fun. It's interesting. Like, you're this human that gets transformed into a Pokemon thrown into their world, and you basically have to join this other team of Pokemon that's just, you know, trying to make the world a better place. And like I said, I didn't play a lot of it, but I will definitely pick it up if I ever get the opportunity. And I know uh, there was actually a remake for the Switch. It was a remake of the original one, which was called Rescue Team, or Red Rescue Team, or if you got the other one, Blue Rescue Team. And the one that just came out recently was Rescue Team DX. So, you know... I might check that out. You know, once, I, once I get some money again, I might check that out. They include the Smash Brothers series on here, only because Pokemon were actual fighters in Smash Brothers series. Started off in the original Smash Brothers with just Pikachu and Jigglypuff, and they added Pokeballs as an item into the, into the game, which summoned other Pokemon to help you for a little bit, but the main fighters were Pikachu and Jigglypuff, and the Pokeballs being items were actually... A th- a thing that would be repeated throughout the series, just, you know, with different Pokemon each game as the generations kept going. But in Melee, as far as the main fighters, Melee, they added Pichu and Mewtwo. And then Brawl, they took out Pichu and Mewtwo, but they added Lutario and Pokemon Trainer, which gave you the option to play as either Squirtle, Ivysaur, or Charizard. And every time you lost a life, you alternate it, you switch to the other. Uh, Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. They had all the same Pokemon as Brawl, but then they added Greninja, and they added Mewtwo to return as DLC. And in this one, uh, Charizard was actually set aside from Pokemon Trainer, and they got rid of Pokemon Trainer entirely. They just made Charizard, like, its own fighter. And then in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, they brought... Basically every Pokemon back, and they added Incineroar, which I believe is the the final evolution in the uh, uh, Litten series. I don't know. I believe that's Sword and Shield. No, that's not Sword and Shield. That's uh, Sun and Moon. But yeah, Incineroar is definitely great to fight as, and I will 1v1 anyone who disagrees. Square up, bro. <laughs> Uh, moving on to these other ones real quick, because I really want to talk about Pokey Park. Um, 
and a lot of these, these are like either free games or just kind of, you know, free 3DS games or mobile games or eventually Nintendo Switch free games. Some of the more uh, notable ones here are Pokémon Tournament, which is an arcade fighting game. It's basically like the Tekken series, if anybody remembers those. Uh, the Tekken series, which was really popular on PlayStation. I had Tekken 3 growing up, and this is basically that, but with Pokémon. Uh, another one is Detective Pikachu, which, you know, a lot of people, I think, I don't know if the movie was accurate to any of it, but it was definitely different than the movie we got. Uh, it was like an actual detective thing. Like, think, I don't know if anybody's played this, any of you guys have played this, but think uh, Phoenix Wright, but it's a Pikachu solving these crimes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on, we got... Other games in here has Pokemon Go, Pokemon Magikarp Jump, Pokemon Cafe Remix, Pokemon Unite. There's some other ones here that I haven't heard of, but Pokemon Magikarp Jump. Now, that was a fun one. That, that was a weird one, too. It was basically you were training a team of Magikarp, and sometimes you had to release them when, you know, their time was up. Well, not that they die. You just, you know, obviously they can't do anymore, so you have to train a bigger, stronger Magikarp, and you had to train them to basically jump. And if your Magikarp jumped the highest, then you won, and you just kept going and tried to be the best like no one ever was. You know, to catch them is your real test. To train them is your cause. <laughs> um, <laughs> next on this, we got Pokemon Cafe Remix, which if you've played Candy Crush or any game like that, then you've played Pokemon Cafe. It's it's definitely interesting. The whole story revolves around you building and you know a bigger Pokemon coffee shop, basically. But with that out of the way, now I get to talk about the game I wanted to talk about because I've already been babbling for I don't know how long talking about the other games. So I want to talk about Pokemon Park Pikachu's Adventure. According to Bulbapedia, Pokemon Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure is a Pokemon game for Wii. It was released in Japan on December 5th, 2009, in Europe on July 9th, 2010, and in North America on November 1st, 2010. So, I guess Japan got first dibs. It was later made available digitally on the Wii U's Nintendo eShop until the store's discontinuation in March 2023. Yeah, so that was an announcement a while ago, and I almost forgot about that. But in case anybody forgot, yeah, the uh, the eShop for the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS, that is being discontinued by March of next year. So you have till next year to get any games off of that if you still have a Wii U or a 3DS. I know a lot of people still have a 3DS. But what is the story of Pokey Park Wii, you may ask? One day... While playing with his friends, Charmander, Piplup, and Chikorita, a kind-hearted Pikachu encounters Mew. Mew joins in the festivities and leads the group to a small hole in the ground. Pikachu is then accidentally shoved into the hole and falls into a whole other world inhabited only by Pokemon. Pikachu's friends, worried about his well-being, jumped in after him. After landing, Pikachu sees Mew in a dream who explains that a terrible fate has befallen on the Pokepark because an ancient stone, the Sky Prism, has shattered into 14 shards scattered across the Pokepark. The player, as Pikachu, must solve the crisis that has befallen the Pokepark. They will explore various zones within the Pokepark, each very different to the last. 
Metal Zone, Beach Zone, Iceberg Zone, Cavern Zone, Lava Zone, Haunted Zone, Granite Zone, and the Flower Zone, along with the Stab Pavilion. Each zone has various attractions which comprise the main challenges in the game. The player will receive a Stab Prism piece at each attraction the first time they achieve a bonus store. As Pikachu befriends other Pokemon, each will become playable in different attractions, opening up a wealth of possibilities to make strategic use of different Pokemon's specific strengths. Many of these befriended Pokemon will challenge the player to a skill game, such as Hide and Seek and Chase, all games that will allow the player to build friendships with the challenger by defeating them. Once all 14 Prism pieces are retrieved, the player must visit the Stab Pavilion where, after some searching, they will discover Mew disguises Piplup. After playing some difficult games with Mew, Pikachu and his friends will finally restore the Stab Prism to its original shape. Now. I'm going to cover the Steel Games quick because I mentioned those and you're probably thinking, what what the hell is the Steel Games? What the hell is Hide and Seek and Chase? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but just to cover all bases here, Chase is a game where participants have to capture or tag the other participant Pokemon in a certain span of time. Thunderbolt can be used to stun the fleeing Pokemon, especially flying-type Pokemon, to make the chase easier, but if the time limit runs out, Pikachu loses. Now, the funny thing about this was that there are a lot of Pokemon that were that seemed way too fast for you. I mean, it's it's possible. It's not impossible to get these Pokemon, but some of them make it really impossible. But some of them make it way too damn easy. Like, <laughs> out of all the Pokemon to challenge you to a chase, Slowpoke, I remember, is one of them in the game. And as soon as the countdown ends, Slowpoke barely takes a step before you're able to get him. And I think Psyduck is kind of the same way, too. He's a little faster, but no, Slowpoke is definitely the easiest to be in chase. Now, the next one in this list is Battle. Battle, unlike the core series of turn-based Pokemon games, involves Pikachu actively moving around the screen and attacking the opponent. Pikachu can deplete the opponent's health bar via a dash attack, Thunderbolt, or Iron Tail. Although ground-type Pokemon such as Torterra are only momentarily stunned by Thunderbolt and are not harmed by the attack. This also applies to Electro-type Pokemon and some others that would normally be somewhat affected such as Breloom. Additionally, hitting a Pokemon into a body of water counts as a win, regardless of its current HP. That's the one thing I always did. Like, no matter what, I always tried to bop a Pokemon into a body of water or something like that. Because it was just an easy win. And also, it was just funny as hell to send a Pokemon flying into a river or something. Uh, next, <laughs> next one is Hide and Seek. This one is the most bullshit minigame in the whole in this whole entire game. Hide and Seek is a game where participants have to locate the other Pokemon within a time limit. If Pikachu is close to the Pokemon, its voice can be heard, suggesting that it is close by. Similarly, if Pikachu is traveling a long distance away from the Pokemon, the game will inform the player that they are going in the wrong direction. I say this is bullshit because, I mean, it's Hide and Seek, and some of these Pokemon hide really well. Some of them don't even try, but some of them hide really well, like... Uh, Bonsley hiding in a bush. He's a tiny tree that is hiding in a basically another tree. Like, how is that fair? Uh, next one on this list is Quiz. A few Pokemon, such as Corsola and Delibird, will choose to ask the player if they want to participate in a Quiz minigame. Three multiple choice questions are asked with three choices for every question. There is no time limit, although if the player gets one question wrong, Pikachu will have to take the quiz again, often with different questions. Now, these aren't just basic knowledge about Pokemon. Some of them are, but most of the time the questions that you get asked 
are about like other stuff in the game. So it's basically like, hey, hope you were paying attention because you know you gotta remember this for later. Uh, last one on here is Obstacle Hop. The Obstacle Hop is less common and is only run by a few Pokemon such as a Spiro in the Meadow Zone, a Machamp in the Tavern Zone, a Togekiss in the Granite Zone, and eventually Mew at the end of the main storyline. The minigame involves Pikachu jumping from different obstacles with the aim of reaching the opponent within a certain time limit. Falling is allowed, although time lost will not be restored, and Pikachu is sent back to the first obstacle. In Machamp's uh, obstacle hop, Pikachu must also dodge boulders being thrown at him, and at Todictus's obstacle hop, Pikachu must avoid air slash. So, the first one, you know, is pretty simple. You just get a platform or whatever. But with Machamp and Todictus, they're just like, hey, you get a platform, platform, but we're also going to throw shit at you. So, yeah, those one, I mean, it's basic. Once you get the platforming down, it's, it's real easy to get through. Uh, but the main the main thing about this game, besides you know the open world exploring as Pikachu, is the attractions, which are basically mini games. And I remember I don't remember all of them. I don't think they have them in the list here. But all of them, the ones I remember, there's one where you had to surf basically, or you had to go through this obstacle, swim through this obstacle course. And obviously, you got certain Pokemon in each attraction that you did play the game with. Uh, you could do Pikachu in all of them, but you had to d- get a certain thing with uh, Pikachu. Like, for any of the swimming ones, Pikachu required a surfboard. For all the flying ones, Pikachu required balloons. Uh, but the one I remember doing the most, because I was really, you know, competitive, I was I wanted to get my, my high score up, is this one where you had to swing back and forth and then let go at a certain time to get, like, a, you know, far distance and... You know, obviously beat the highest score. I mean, all of these games were just really fun to play on their own. I would actually pop it in when uh, friends came over and like, hey, let's do this mini game quick. And I remember a friend of mine, we played this for at least a good few hours because a lot of them were just fun to do. And, you know, you guys are experiment with a bunch of different Pokemon in these. Uh, to end this off, let's read off some trivia now. I already kind of glanced through this, and some of these might not make sense, but I'll try to I'll try to make some sense of it. There appears to be a typo in the dialogue strain. Not so far away are your Empoleon. Prior to thawing the door to Empoleon's snowslide with the help of Mamoswine's charge attack, where it is presumable that your should have been replaced with you instead. A similar typo is found in the German version when Munchlatch thanks the player. Poti Park is misspelled as Park Poti in the dialogue string. Another misspelling typo is found on Trito's description. He works for Venusaur in the Meadow Zone. He blocked the bride to stop anyone playing, but really, he loves the attractions to be found here. It should be bridge instead of bride. This typo has been fixed in newer versions of the game. In a similar fashion to Hey You Pikachu and Pokemon Channel, the game features the anime voices rather than the game cries. Despite Porygon Z never making an anime appearance outside of a minor cameo, it receives a voice in this game as well. Kyogre and the Legendary Titans are the only Gen 3 Legendary Pokemon not to make an appearance in this game. Similarly, no Gen 1 Legendary Pokemon make an appearance in the game. Although, if Fion is not considered a mythical Pokemon, Deoxys, Shaman, and Arceus are the only mythical Pokemon not to appear in this game. But Shaman does appear, though. So I don't know, I don't think that makes any sense. Also, Suicune is 
the only one of the legendary beasts to make an appearance in this game. The Tavern Zone and the Flower Zone are the only two zones not to be inhabited by one of the evolutions of Eevee, or Eeveelutions, if you prefer. Pikachu is the only Pokemon that can play every single attraction. However, Pikachu must have a certain item, such as a surfboard, to play some attractions. I already covered that. This is the only Pokemon game from the Wii to be digitally re-released on the Nintendo eShop service for the Wii U. Uh, that's all the specifics about the game. Uh, to give my overall opinion on it, I love this game, and I will definitely, you know, replay it to this day. Because just the fact that not only is it an open world Pokemon game, they did it before uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, but you play as Pikachu and you just explore this world just full of Pokemon, and the environments are really well done. Uh, the music, while childish in some cases, is really good. And I just, I just love Pokemon, man. And this game just kind of exemplifies everything I love about Pokemon. Like the adventure, the, you know, just exploring everything. Uh, it's just, it's, there's a lot to love about this game. There's not a lot more I could say without just being like, hey, go play this game. But that's basically it. You know, go play this game. Uh, I think it's still available on the Wii U eShop, so if you still have a Wii U lying around, definitely recommend downloading it. If you're able to get your hands on a Wii, definitely, you know, seek it out. But I say we need a we need a remake or at least a sequel for the Switch. I'm I'm putting this out there, Nintendo. I'm putting this out there. Make a Pokey Park reboot, remake, or a sequel. I, I I demand it. I will be here. I will be waiting with my lawyers. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about Pokey Park Wii. It's it's it was a really fun game. I had a lot of fun with it, and it's just it's still a good time. And actually, I'm really tempted to go out and try to find a copy. That's you know that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna spend my weekend. I'm gonna go out and try to see if I can find a copy. I doubt there's gonna be any copies anywhere, but you never know. The world is a weird place. But yeah, that's basically all I had to say about Pokey Park Wii. Um, did you guys play Pokey Park Wii? Let me know on my social media. Link is in the literature. Or if you played any Pokemon spin-off games or which one was your favorite, let me know on my social media. Link will be in the literature in the description along with all the different ways to listen to this podcast. Also in the description, there's the link to help support this podcast. You totally don't have to, but supporting this podcast helps me, helps me do this better. And, you know, I can afford to give my cats some treats every now and then, you know, because they're good, good little boys. Uh, also in the description, and I'm just going to put this out there, I'll put the link to the music that you're currently hearing now for the outro. This is Mikhail and Game Chops, uh, Pokemon Gym. I'll put a link to the actual album on uh, Spotify. Just check them out. They're really good, and I can use their music as long as I shout them out and give them credit. <laughs> But that's going to do it for me. I hope you guys have a lovely day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. I hope you guys stay hydrated. I, I truly hope that anything you're doing right now, any goal you're trying to accomplish, I hope you accomplish them. I really do. I just, I really want to see you succeed. But with that being said, remember to stay hydrated. And as always, I will see you guys in the next one. Nerd, Nerd out. out.